We have no bad blood on this show. You get the point? You get it? Taylor Swift, bad blood? No. He does. It's his favorite song. We'll address this later. Anyway, this is Speak. We're about to have a blast, y'all. I'm Amanda Lacho. That is Dave Hellman. NFL Insider knows all things about the NFL that you will know here in the next 90 minutes. That is the brilliant Joy Taylor, as always. And this is Eagles all-time rushing leader, LaShawn Shady McCoy. Two, five, two live is in the building. He always is. Well, let me tell you all the craziest, same take you'll hear all day. Now, what you may not realize is this is the youngest quarterback matchup in an NFC championship game in NFL history. The two quarterbacks behind me, Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy, y'all get that. But you realize that the gap between the two isn't all that wide. Now, calm down. I'm not talking about the talent gap. One is a second-round pick. The other, a seventh-round pick. Clearly, that matters until it doesn't. I'm talking about the performance gap. Let's give some respect to who Brock Purdy is. We've seen him now for seven weeks. And you realize what we have seen in those seven weeks? Well, compare Brock Purdy to Jalen Hurts. You at home and realize it's not as crazy as it sounds. Both are elite when it comes to winning and losing. 7-0, 7-0. Passing yards per game, relatively the same. Think about completion percentage, roughly the same. Think about passing touchdowns. Think about total touchdowns. Passing plus rushing, 17-16. The performance gap. It's not that wide. And that's all that matters. Eagles fans, I'm going to talk to your heart for a second. My former roommate, Nick Foles, no one would assume that he is as talented as Tom Brady. But in Super Bowl 52, Eagles fans, as you all know all too well, what mattered, not talent, performance. So the craziest but now very rational take, which you have heard, is that the performance gap, the gap that really matters, it actually isn't that wide between the two quarterbacks. And I can't wait to see the matchup Sunday. Let me head to the desk. I got Eagles all-time rushing leader. I'm going to give you time to process what I just said, let you digest. Oh, what you just said. I heard some wow. Um, <laughs> like, whoa. Joy, let me come to you first on this one. How wide is the gap between Purdy and Hurts? The gap is massive. It is a huge gap. Big. Large. I mean, to seal <laughs> up all the adjectives to explain <laughs> the space. Jalen Hurts was an MVP candidate for most of the season. Mm-hmm. We didn't even know Brock Purdy's name until Jimmy G went down. I did. And that's no disrespect to Brock Purdy because you weren't supposed to because he was a seventh-round rookie and he was the third-string quarterback. True, true, true. Now, he's made a name for himself now. Absolutely. And it's not Mr. Irrelevant. But it ain't Jalen Hurts either. Mm-hmm. There's a difference, and it's massive, and it's Jalen Hurts is better, more experienced, plays at a higher level, has more skills, Whatever, whatever measurements you want to get to, maybe we'll stop at leadership, and I would still probably give Jalen the nod there as well. Absolutely. We, all, we also saw how valuable Jalen Hurts is to this specific team that I think we all agree is loaded. But what did they do, and how did that offense look when Jalen Hurts wasn't there? Else. We know what Kyle Shanahan can do with a backup quarterback because that's pretty much his entire existence in the NFL. What did the Eagles do with their backup quarterback, who was apparently as good as Jalen Hurts? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Losses. It comes down to this. We know the talent gap is bigger. Maybe the performance gap is not as wide, although I will say last week uh, Brock Purdy didn't do much of anything that was impressive, and Jalen Hurts was amazing, but we're just probably going to ignore that game because the Dallas Cowboys are somehow going to wiggle in there and get some credit. Are you looking like, at me Because I know where this conversation is going, so I'm just setting anything. a couple landmines up for you because we did a little prep on this. At the end of the day – the game is, is on the line. Who would you rather have as your quarterback? All things being equal, which essentially they are mm-hmm. when you're talking about these two teams. You'd rather have Brock Purdy or Jalen Hurts? <laughs> Jalen Hurts. So then there's a gap. Yes, there is. There's definitely there is a, a gap. gap. I just don't think the gap is as wide as so many people at home are trying to make it out to be. So many people at the water cooler are going to make it out to be. Because what I realize is Jalen Hurts is elite. We've all come to realize that this season. But Brock Purdy is playing at an elite level. So if somebody is currently acting as though they are elite, then there's no real differentiation between the person who is portraying somebody to be elite and the person who is actually elite. Because from a distance or from up close, you're getting the same results, quite literally from the numbers and figuratively when you just think about perception. But Dave Hellman, let me come to you. You watch a lot of quarterbacks and you've done it for a long time. Yes. How wide is the gap? Here's my thing. I think the gap is wide. I mean, Jalen Hurts is in his third year starting at quarterback in the NFL. He was drafted higher. All the beautiful things you said. There is a gap. 
The problem here is that we're not playing these games in a vacuum. Like uh, my favorite analogy, if this was playground st- playground style, and you're like you have the choice between yep. these guys, everybody's taking Jalen Hurts, of course, and they should, and they should. That's not what's happening in the NFC Championship game, though. Brock Purdy is playing quarterback for arguably the most loaded roster in the NFL. And, Joy, I I hear what you're saying about what Kyle Shanahan has done with backup quarterbacks, but consider they plugged Jimmy G into the lineup, a guy who started a lot of games in San Francisco, taking them to the Super Bowl. Then they put Brock Purdy in there and got better in, like, every way imaginable. Like, they have been so much more explosive. He's won two playoff games. And here, I think to prove Acho's point, which is why I can go along with this, they've played two playoff games against better quarterbacks. Geno Smith is a pro bowler, is he not? Like, Geno Smith is a much better quarterback. He's been in the league for almost a decade. He's supposed to be. By talent. Dak Prescott. He's by talent. Objectively, a better, more experienced, more accomplished quarterback than Brock Purdy. It hasn't mattered to this point. Partially because the Niners are such a fantastic team. Partially because the guy calling, running the plays for them has made very little in the way of mistakes. I think it's interesting it just keeps going up, right? Like, the Seahawks clearly overmatched in that game. The Cowboys, a little bit lesser of a team, but a much closer matchup. It got harder. It hasn't made a difference to this point. So, mainly because of what the Niners bring to the table outside of the quarterback position, in this matchup, I don't think the gap is that big. It is, there is a gap, though. I just don't think it's that big. 2-5, you know the Eagles very, very well. <laughs> so is this a real topic, though? Absolutely. We're talking about an MVP candidate to a Mr. Relevant. And Brock Party has been playing well. I, I can't, you know, hate on him, but he's, he's, he's a rookie. Let's take it back for a second. Take you, it back. You, take you it like back, to talk about numbers, right? <clears throat> Let's talk about playing the game, mm-hmm. right? So as a rookie, how hard was it to be a rookie? I ain't know nothing. You, 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 I had a solid you. rookie year, right, Joey? I was okay. I was starting. I did my little thing. Uh-huh. I, I just didn't want to mess up, right? So I, I think when I watch Brock Purdy play, he does have some plays where he makes plays and he does his thing. No doubt about it. Can't deny but, it. And that, and that, and that huddle – Right? When they break it out of the huddle, you got Kittle here, you got McCaffrey here, you got you got the the, the uh, Trip Williams and, and then you got Debo. Right? They don't want they, they look at him to look, call the play, man. Don't throw no picks, call the play. Compared to Jalen Hurts in the huddle, they all believe in him. Okay, keep going. Think, keep going. think about keep that going. though keep for going. a second. Keep that matters going. though. That's that's a that's a that's a small part. Sure. But the bigger part is this. We talk about all these games at home. Mm-hmm. When you put this rookie, right? Because there's one thing about it. He showed last game that he's a rookie, right? The only points that they really had early in the game I disagree, but was, finish your was, was turnovers. Finish your finish your they couldn't move the ball. Yes, sir. All their points, let's talk about the game, Yep. against Dallas Cowboys, yes, sir, yes, sir. all their points came from what? Turnovers. For turnovers. Turnovers. They drove 91 yards for their they, 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 He's right. Game. They did. They did do that. 30 of them yards was him passing, and the rest was passed. I mean, I'm sorry. Running the ball. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other way around. Yes, sir. Okay, 30 yards was passing, the other one was running. So – I don't want to shine. I don't. I don't want to dim the light on, on his shine. I don't want to do that. I'm not here to do that. Of course. Not. When we when we comparing Jalen Hurts, an MVP quarterback, right, a proven quarterback, he took his lumps. That's going to happen. He took his lumps. Hold up, as a young quarterback on the road, we haven't seen this doing the road. We have seen Brock Purdy play against a top defense, and he did not look that good. Here is what I will say, because I don't disagree with anything you're saying. Truth be told, I don't necessarily disagree with what Joy's saying, but here's what the lie I don't like being uttered by not true by so many people. Woo. Woo. He, he acted like a rookie. He was a rookie. Eventually, he's going to be a rookie. He didn't look like a rookie to me. Brock Purdy struggled against the Cowboys' defense, in my mind, because the Cowboys' defense, we know, is fairly good. We saw Jalen Hurts play the Cowboys' defense one time this year. It was Jalen Hurts' worst game of the season by far, to whom okay. it may concern. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles scored a whole bunch of points off of what, Dave Hellman? Because you're watching the game. Turnovers. Turnovers. Mm-hmm. So, I look at Brock Purdy if and when he struggles against the Eagles. I don't think it's because he's a rookie. Wait, and you, wait well, you believe that, though, right? What's that? What you, everything you just said, you truly believe what you just said? Yes. So, my thing is when you put this rookie, right, uh-huh. in Philadelphia with the same type of defense like the Cowboys, maybe better. Mm-hmm. If you struggle, right, at home against the Cowboys – what do you think you're going to do against the Eagles at, on, on the road? But I think if he struggles against the Eagles, it's because the Eagles are good, not because that he is a rookie. Dak Prescott, he wasn't right. a rookie. Seven-year vet, struggled against the Niners. Trevor Lawrence, first half uh, against the Chargers. He wasn't a rookie. Four interceptions. Brock Purdy struggling isn't because he's a rookie, in my mind, Joy Taylor. If he struggles, I think it's just because he's going up against competent opponents. Let me ask you this, Joe Joy. We asked, talked about it off camera, bringing it on camera. When you look at how great Brock Purdy has been, and he's been great, undefeated, can't get much better than that, 
Uh, 16 touchdowns, two interceptions as a starter. Can't get much better than that. It's hard to be much better than Brock Purdy. So how, based on how he is playing statistically and how his team is winning. So how can you say, well, first off, you're giving me a look. Elaborate. Elaborate, what's the look mean? Like, I hate saying this because it's, it's, everyone says, do you watch the games? Do you watch the games? Yeah, we all watch the games. We watch all of the games. That's our job. We all watch all the games. It is uh, strange to me that we could have watched that Dallas Cowboys game and give the credit to Brock Purdy for that win. How? I did. I didn't. I'm not, not giving, giving him credit. So, you so you're asking how could you how could you play better? You could be the reason we win. Being the reason we don't lose does not make you better than Jalen Hurts, who was the reason they won. Mm-hmm. That's the gap. Is that Brock Purdy isn't making mistakes, and that's commendable. It's the same conversation that we were having about. Cooper Rush earlier this season. Mm -hmm, Commendable that you're not losing the game. That's commendable. That's not taking the the team on your back and being the reason you win, and that's the gap. So if that's the case, which it is, it certainly was in this last game. Certainly was in this last game. If you want to give him Seattle, fine. But this game was not on Brock Purdy. Of course. Okay, okay. So it wasn't. We all agree with that. No touchdowns. But I would say that's the only game. It hasn't been Brock Purdy. Right, but that's what just happened against yeah. a real defense yeah. in the postseason. Correct, which the Eagles have not yet played because the Giants are 25th in defense. So, if we are talking about Brock Purdy in totality, <laughs> since he came into the starting lineup, that's 10 more points per game. But, but, you, but, do, but you do agree that like, it gets harder and harder as the rounds go, right? It you, should. It does. Yes, it should. Okay. So, okay, that, so, so you so want to put respect on the Giants who are in the divisional round. You don't, you don't, you don't accidentally get to the divisional round in the playoffs. Nothing they're is not, an accident. They're no. not the San Francisco 49ers defense. They're not the Eagles defense. They're not the Cowboys defense. Correct. They're not some bums. You don't accidentally get to the division round in the playoffs. And the Eagles whooped on them. They didn't just beat them. They whooped on them, and it was because of Jalen Hurts. Yes. Wait, wait, hold on. So, okay, so when you're talking about what the gap is, is between Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts. You are the reason or you are the reason you don't lose. Are you the reason we win or are you the reason we don't lose? That's two different quarterbacks. Correct. But and that- and, and, and you're, you can't talk about the rest of the team. What would Jalen Hurts be doing on this team? What would Brock Purdy be doing on another team? Like, we get into all these if conversations. What I'm doing is assessing not just the last game, but every game. But why, but why, but why not the last game? The last game. Like, I am assessing the last one as well. Let's so I'm assessing all of see, them. See, and I said this about Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Everybody was going so crazy when he beat the, a, a bad team in the Bucs. Mm-hmm. Let's do it against a really good team. Same thing with Purdy. Purdy played against a really good defense, really good team. Zero touchdowns. Only had 19 points when he did putting up 30. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to get the numbers oh, right. Sir, if Dak doesn't sir. get credit for what he did to the Bucks, then how much credit are we gonna give Jalen for what he did to the Giants? I mean, I think that's a fair. It's a divisional round. It's, a t- oh. it's it, that, that's the same he, caliber he, of opponent. He can have it. Cool. All because the conversation is not about Jalen. It's really it's really about what's what's the the the, the, the gap, the gap. Yes, between yes, them sir, two. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. All right Purdy. Because we know what Jalen Hurts really is. Mm-hmm. With, with, with Purdy, we we see he's surrounded by a lot of talent. So my thing is, when you put him against another good defense, like the Eagles, because mm-hmm. we all can agree the Eagles defense and the Cowboys defense is similar. Like, yes, of course. Okay, of course, so similar. my thing Eagles is this. better. Okay, I think the Eagles better. Yeah, of course. So if, you, if, if your numbers was what they were, uh, t- t- uh, 220 yards, no yep. touchdowns, yep. which thing you going to do is the Eagles? They don't get easier. It doesn't. But that's to <laughs> me, that to me, Shady, is what's fascinating. Let me, let me end my thought. Interested if we, if we can do yours, but obviously we have more time later in the show. Let me end my thought with this. I feel like people, I, like I feel like people are doing to Brock Purdy what we criticize those same people for doing to Jalen Hurts. What happened just a month ago? Man, Jalen Hurts is a product of his system. He's a product of the, the team. Jalen Hurts, he's just a product of all the talent around him. Brock Purdy, product of the system, product of the team, product of the talent around him. Trey Lance was 1-1 one one as a starter. Jimmy G was 7-3 as a starter. Okay. Brock Purdy is 7-0 oh as a starter. Brock Purdy took over. They scored 10 more points per game. On average, there's only 24 points being scored right now in the National Football League. So 10 out of 24, y'all do the math. It's more than a third. So Brock Purdy is increasing the offensive output by 35 to 40 percent, and Brock Purdy is seven and zero compared to seven and three or one and one. Brock Purdy is a sizable advantage. He's not just going along for the ride. He's a part of conducting the. I ride. don't think he is going along for the ride, but he's. But we also watch these games, and the difference for the Philadelphia Eagles is Jalen Hurts. Statistically, Brock Purdy might not be turning the ball over and maybe playing well enough for them to win. But we're just going to ignore what that, the rest of that Niners team is? Like, there's a gap between Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy. There is. A massive one. A talent, a talent gap. talent gap. Everything. Everything not, that you want to not consider. A, not a performance, you're saying that you, 
what are you? He's an MVP. He was an MVP candidate all season long. You're Seriously. talking about taking con- into consideration everything that's gone on. Why Go are you back smiling? to week one. It, it Go is... back to week one. Jalen Hurts is 14 and one as a starter. 14 and one as a starter. 13 rushing touchdowns, most by any quarterback in the last 10 years. Only player in NFL history with 20 plus passing touchdowns and 10 plus rushing touchdowns and less than 10 interceptions. A gap. They're on. They're playing two different sports. I mean, 7-0 is whatever sport Brock Purdy's playing. He's playing here at a high level. 14-1 and I'm, I'm smiling because it's such an impossible thing to differentiate. Like, A, because Brock Purdy plays, has played far significantly fewer snaps. I mean, he didn't come on until November. So, A, it's hard to judge that. And then on top of that, you can't separate either of these quarterbacks from their rosters. I mean, like, let's not act like Jalen Hurts doesn't have a fantastic group of guys around him. I'm not going to get into that. We did do that. No, I, when Jalen Hurts didn't play. Yeah. And the Niners have lost, looked lost, better lost, with lost. Purdy than they did with other quarterbacks. Like, that is also true. So it, it's, it's amusing. I think Jalen Hurts is the better player. I don't think, the, like, I'm not looking at this matchup like, well, the Eagles, the Eagles have Jalen Hurts, and that's why the Niners don't have a chance in this game. Like, I think the Niners absolutely have a good chance yeah, to win this game. Yeah, because they're very evenly matched teams. But where's the gap? Do you, think, do you think it's a big enough weakness that that's going to be the reason why the Niners lose this game? It's going to depend on how Brock Purdy plays. And if he pl- doesn't play well, what's everyone going to say? Is it going to yeah. say because, oh, he didn't play to Jalen Hurts' level? Or are they going to say because he's a rookie on the road? Because they could have lost that game last week if, if, if Dak didn't Dak play like that. There wasn't a gap between Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott. Coming up, we got to hit this topic again. I cannot wait. Because speaking of Dak Prescott, Cowboy season is done. But we got a lot of questions that must be answered in Dallas. Like, can Dak Prescott ever win a Super Bowl there? You will be shocked to hear what somebody on this desk has to say. Shocked. That's next. Peace. Dak Prescott, he was the reason the Cowboys lost with the whole world watching. Year seven for Dak Prescott, but once again, the Cowboys fall short. You see him right there trying to evade defenders, couldn't do it. You see him right there throwing interceptions, he could do it. Unfortunately, with his head held low, the Cowboys once again, they depict the same image of Dak Prescott there. Disappointment. Dave Hellman, you always got a smile on your face. It is what I love. Nice. I gotta I ask you the question. True, nice. I gotta ask you the question that the whole world wants to know. And the whole world watching all of Dallas Cowboys football wants to know the answer to this. Can the Cowboys win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott? Yeah, of course they can. Of course they can. And like, okay, far be it from me to su- suggest the Cowboys are going to win a Super Bowl, because what? We're we're in we'll be on year twenty-eight at this point. Year twenty-eight since the last time they did it. So I understand the frustration and the exasperation. But yes, like what, what is this mythical quality that we assign to Super Bowl quarterbacks as if there is this very narrow purview of things that can get you to a Super Bowl? Like it's so easy to get caught up in Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. You got to have these guys to get to a Super Bowl. Meanwhile, here's a list of guys that I have that have played in the big game. Won it. What? No, no. Why? Like getting there? Like getting there doesn't count? Won it? Even if you want to say won it, how about Matthew Stafford, Nick Foles, and Eli Manning? How does that work for you? Like, did I just name off a murderer's row of guys that you can't hope to be? (laughs) Jimmy Garoppolo had the lead in in the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl. Jared Goff got there. I understand that he scored three points. But, like, are we turning our nose up (laughs) at getting to the last game of the year and having 60 minutes to win a championship? Like, we're not going to discount losing the Super Bowl as nothing. Certainly not if we're the Dallas Cowboys and we haven't even been there in 30 years. So, yes, there is no mythical idea of this quarterback that absolutely, like, you've got to be top five in the league to, to get to a Super Bowl or even win it. It's just not true. Dak Prescott has made the playoffs in four out of six healthy seasons as the Cowboys starter. They haven't been good enough. He was not good enough against San Francisco. I think he's more than good enough to build a better team around, as we have seen other teams do throughout history. Like I said yesterday, as recently as last year. You don't have to be top five. I'm with him on that. You don't have to be top five to win a Super Bowl. But you must be capable of playing at a top five level. And that is where Dak Prescott falls short. Yeah. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. He absolutely did. 
But he had six touchdowns and one interception in route to winning that Super Bowl. Yep. They beat the Minnesota Vikings 38-7. to They beat the Atlanta Falcons coming off the Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl run 2016. We know what happened then. And then they go and Nick Foles outduels Tom Brady. Tom Brady sets an NFL record of passing yards in a Super Bowl, and Nick Foles outduels him. You don't have to be top five to win a Super Bowl, but you got to play the top five level. What were Foles' numbers in those playoffs? Six touchdowns, one interception. The operative statistic there being one interception. Okay. Dak Prescott threw more picks in his Super last Bowl game he than balled, Foles so. did in the three. Dak's numbers for the 2022 playoffs are, what, five and two? Correct. That, that two, that that matters. It does. I'm, because that one, one pick was yeah. the difference in the game. Yeah, it was. Literally one pick. That's why we all... You know, I be knowing that blade of grass, it's, it's proverbial, I hate it, the blade of grass, that one pick that Dak threw to Fred Warner when they were about to go score potentially seven, yeah. it cost him the game. He's got to be better. He does. He did not play well against the 49ers. Need I remind you, like, the winners write the history of this stuff, and it's honestly so annoying. Like, does anybody remember that Patrick Mahomes threw a red zone pick in the fourth quarter of that Super Bowl? Of course they don't, because the Chiefs won the game. This stuff happens all the time. Like, you, you pick out one moment. Again, that happened. Patrick Mahomes, in the fourth quarter of a tightly contested Super Bowl, threw a pick. Joy, you let out a deep sigh. It doesn't matter because they won. Translate that sigh for the world, please. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter because it's Patrick Mahomes. He Tom wasn't Brady, Patrick Mahomes Tom at that Brady point could do that. Well, we, apparently he was because he well, is now. He and, had an MVP by that, by that time. Right. There. I guess and, that's – yeah. And, and Tom Brady can throw interceptions in the Super Bowls. For, well, look, uh, the answer to the question is no, because they, the Cowboys can't make an NFC championship game. So forget a Super Bowl. Y'all skipping a whole week. How we get to get to the Super Bowl, right. you can't get to the NFC championship game. Because well, it's the Cowboys, and that's what happens. Well, that's the answer. So is it Dak Prescott or is it the Cowboys that come first, the chicken, the egg? Who knows? But he's, he is the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. And if we're, if we're going to finally come to this moment, which I doubt we will, but I do think it's time we just stop having this conversation about the Dallas Cowboys like they're Super Bowl contenders because they're not even NFC Championship contenders. So let's mm. level up. Let's start talking about them as if they're NFC Championship contenders. I agree. Because that's really where they are. Yeah. This is not an accomplishment this season. And they need to, they, we, we really need to stop putting them in that category. And I truly believe it is the mythical creature that exists around the Dallas Cowboys that keeps them from getting there. But see, I can't even go there anymore. Now I just got to go with this Dak. We got to stop but trying to But how could it be Dak if we've seen this for 26 years? Because here's my thought. And I, I, thought I thought about this getting ready for the show. I can't wait to hear if you will be able to defute it. Can't wait to hear what you'll have to add to it. We say the Cowboys needed more help for their roster. What team... Do you at home and us at this desk think you could have put Dak Prescott on and won a Super Bowl? Ooh, what team? Great question. Can't put him on the Chiefs because they definitely don't have enough help. Right. You can't put him on the Bills because they are running back because they don't have enough help. You could put him on the Niners, but could you? Because if you put Dak on the Niners and Purdy on the Cowboys, the Cowboys would have won that game because Dak threw two picks. Yeah. Put him on the Eagles? Well, Dak Prescott can't run like that. What team? Maybe, maybe, maybe the Bengals. Put, but, then maybe. It, but, then, but then again, they might make him throw the ball too much. Maybe. What team could you put him on and they you just, win? You just so confidently threw out, like, well, I mean, and I, I get it. It's very hard to put together that good of a roster. But an offense that has Trent Williams on the left side, CMC in the backfield, Debo as your go-to, George Kittle as your tight end, and Brandon Ayuk as the number two? You, are, you don't think you could get at least to an NFC Championship game with Dak Prescott no, doing that? but here's no. why. Again, because, I ask you. No. I, w I want to know the answer to this. Yes, sir. C.D. Lamb was great this year. Phenomenal. When Tony Pollard broke his leg in the first half of the game, what skill player on the Cowboys would you want on your team with the chips down? I would say. So now he asks all the questions now? Well, I, will, I, will I think it's this. a pertinent question. Right. Keep in mind, everybody at home, Debo Samuel missed the last four weeks of the regular season, and Brock Purdy didn't miss a beat. It's almost Not like going. It's almost like he had an all pro running back, an all pro tight end, it's and a thousand um, yard receiver. It's almost like CeeDee Lamb went berserk. CeeDee Lamb was George Kittle and Debo Samuel combined in that game. Oh, Look, the Niners so and the Cowboys do not have the same roster, but they're not that far off, as we discussed. That many game times. showed you that, though. They had a, the, the Cowboys have everything they need to win a Super Bowl. 
there have been less talented teams than the Cowboys this year that have won Super Bowls. What, what, what do they need, Dave? What do they need? What do you think? Well, that's a good question. What else does Dak need, though? For starters, Dak needs a better secondary receiving option. Like, I don't know what y'all are looking at. Clearly, they don't have everything they need. They didn't get there. They didn't even come close. Because of Dak. No. At, that, hey, yo, you know what's crazy? When I watch the tape, a lot of his picks, this dude's open. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the, open. I'm gonna pull up the video clip of me <laughs> on this show saying the Cowboys didn't do anything to upgrade their receiving options around Dak Prescott this year. They, they purposefully got worse. This was in August. You're right. And I said, Dak is going to be the scapegoat for the overall lack of talent on sure. this offense. Sure. And we're living that's, it that's out. An excuse. We're living well, it out not right now. Well, Dave, I'll, I'll have this me. rational Why? conversation with you. I'll have this rational conversation with you. Sure, they could use help at a second receiving option. The 49ers could use help with a free post safety. The Philadelphia Eagles could use help in the secondary as well right now because they're nickel. Everybody and their mama could use help. Yeah, right. But the question isn't could you use help. The question is, do you have enough? Actually, and the Cowboys had enough. The pick to Michael Gallup. I got you. Zeke was wide open in the you, flat. The pick, to, the pick to CeeDee Lamb that Fred Warner got. Dak didn't need to throw it. It wasn't about help. Can, we, can we talk about this beyond this boring conversation about whether a quarterback has it or doesn't? What did the Eagles and 49ers do this year? The 49ers, who were on the cusp of a Super Bowl last year, were like, holy cow, the NFC's wide open. Let's go get Christian McCaffrey. That's a great idea. Mm -hmm. The Eagles were like, we need a receiver for our quarterback. Let's go get A.J. Brown after we already drafted Devontae Smith. Sure. Let's add Indomitian Sue and Linval Joseph. Oh, my God. The Saints don't want to pay Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, this ball-hawking safety who's been so good? Let's go get him. The Eagles and the Niners are doing this and that and the other to help their teams and their quarterbacks be better. And the Cowboys are saying, Dak, go take care of this no, yourself. That's a we lie. paid you enough money. Here, here's why I believe that's a lie. The difference between the Eagles, Niners, and the Cowboys, credit to the Cowboys, credit to you, Will McClay, the Cowboys draft better. The Eagles had to go get an A.J. Brown. Sure. Why? Because yeah. they mistakenly took a Jalen Rager. The Niners yeah. had to go get a CMC. Why? Because more than likely, as it stands now, they mistakenly took a, 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 a number one quarterback. I forget his name right now. Who they take? Trey Lance. Trey Lance. They mistakenly Trey Lance. took a Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Yeah. The Cowboys. Tyler Smith. He's everything they he's wanted him to be. He's a dog. And more. I would love him in Philly. He's so, a dog. I mean, so like you, you can't, can't have everything. You, you can't have both. everything. I'm not saying I can meet you halfway with I don't I don't think that they did anything aggressive to upgrade losing Amari Cooper. No. Now maybe they felt like because of CD's volume that he would be able to step into and that. And he did. And but that he everyone did. else but and he did and that everyone else would shift up as well and maybe that was their And Schultz did too. However, everything no roster is really going to be perfect. Even the rosters that we think are as close to perfect as they can be in the Eagles and the Niners, you can find spaces in them where you have questions. You're never going to have a perfect roster. But the question is, can they win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott? And if we know that the Cowboys are never going to have a perfect roster, is Dak Prescott ever going to be that's good a, enough to elevate a roster that's good enough right now but could be a little bit better? And that answer is no. We've seen that because it's not even about getting to a Super Bowl or winning a Super Bowl. It's about getting past the divisional round of the playoffs, which the Cowboys cannot do. Where I would also meet you halfway, which is back to my whole big spooky conversation about the Cowboys, <laughs> is that it's really not entirely on Dak Prescott. They're, the Cowboys are an, an enigma. They are a different version of anything else that we have yeah, in the NFL. You can't compare they them. They function differently. Yeah. They're louder. There's more drama. There's quarterback controversies in the middle of the season. You have the owner on the field talking to the kicker before the game. That was wild. We normalize all of this stuff, but all of this stuff matters. One blade of grass, a single blade of grass. It's a whole lawn for the Cowboys all the time. And then every single year, I feel like I'm in Groundhog Day. Every single year, we have the same conversation about the Cowboys. And we have the same outcome from the Cowboys. And then we do turn around, beginning of the season. It is the cycle, the scientific cycle. It's a joke, but it's true. Everything matters. And the Cowboys always have the most going on and the most expectations and the most criticism. And the reality is, let's just start talking about them like they're the organization that doesn't get it done. I wish that that were possible. But it's we not possible, it's but not. I'm just saying that's what it the is. The only, again, we got to do more on this later. The only thing that frustrates me, I used to believe in the pervasive stuff in the air in Dallas that keeps them from winning, but now the pervasive stuff in the air is just its quarterback. Eli Manning, you maybe he's not as good as Dak, 
But the two years they won the Super Bowl, a combined 15 touchdowns, two picks. Those were his numbers. Eli Manning's going to the Hall of Fame. Sure, but I'm just saying, maybe he's not as good because you brought up Eli Manning. Joe Flacco, maybe Joe Flacco's not as good as Dak. But on a Super Bowl run, 11 touchdowns, no interceptions. Nick Foles, maybe Nick Foles isn't as good as Dak. But in a Super Bowl run, six touchdowns, one interception. You do the math, 32 touchdowns, three interceptions by those quarterbacks that aren't as good as Dak. Is Dak capable of being that good? Thus far, the answer is no. It's that simple. Coming up, Patrick Mahomes. He's capable of being as good as you need him to be, even on one leg. But Joe Burrow, to everyone's surprise, is 3-0 versus Patrick Mahomes. Could make it 4-0 this weekend. Would that make Burrow better than Mahomes? An interesting take on that A marquee matchup. The Bengals, who you're looking at right there, they balled. The Chiefs on your screen now. Travis Kelsey, he did his thing. Now we get to see the clash of the Titans. Uh-oh. Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, reminiscent of Brady Manning, reminiscent of any great historical matchup that you have seen over the course of time. And now we get to see them for the fourth time go head-to-head. Shady, I'm coming to you first. You played with Patrick Mahomes. You won a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. Y'all might not know this. I got to remind y'all. Can Joe Burrow pass Patrick Mahomes with a win on Sunday? Absolutely not. How could he? See, Patrick Mahomes, like, I think sometimes we we get away with just saying how how great he is, but Mm -hmm. he's really a great, great player. He's been to five straight AFC Championship games. That's true. Right? He's going to be an MVP again this year. Yep. That'd be two MVPs and a, and, a, and, a, and a Super Bowl champion and a Super Bowl MVP. So, like, I love what Joe Burrow is doing, and Joe Burrow is, is lighting it up right now. Like, he went to Buffalo and put it down. So, I love what he's doing, but he has to do a lot more. If we're going to talk about he's better than Patrick Mahomes, three wins or four wins, whatever yep. it was, I don't care about that. It's a bigger picture. He's giving you, he's giving you accolades, giving you stats, and he's getting the hardware. And that's what really matters when we talk about the quarterback position. It's fascinating. I love what you're saying. I don't fully agree. I think Burrow can pass Patrick Mahomes and what actually matters, playing meaningful games. Aaron Rodgers, we know he got the hardware, back-to-back MVPs, four MVPs in total. But we look at Aaron Rodgers and we're like, yo, you got to go back to the Super Bowl, big dog. Yeah. Since Patrick, since Joe Burrow has been active in the NFL, like an active, healthy quarterback, if he were to win on Sunday 2-5, Mahomes wouldn't have been to the Super Bowl. Mahomes would have fallen short to Joe Burrow twice. Mm-hmm. Since Joe Burrow has entered the league, not been fully active, obviously he was hurt his rookie year, Mahomes hasn't won a Super Bowl. And so there comes a point in time where if you're Joe Burrow and you are 4-0 against Mahomes, including beating him twice to go to the Super Bowl, how could anybody say that Mahomes is better than me. Mahomes might be better than all y'all, but nobody can say that Mahomes is better than me. In order to beat the best, you got to be the best. In order to be the best, you got to beat the best. So if Joe Burrow is beating the one that all y'all claim to be, not literally y'all, the figurative y'all claim to be the best, how can you argue against him being better than Patrick Mahomes if indeed he wins, Joy Taylor? Because accolades still matter, and Patrick Mahomes is going to have two league MVPs and a Super Bowl MVP and a Super Bowl win. So... Joe Burrow could pass him to the Super Bowl on Sunday, but if he loses another Super Bowl, then Mahomes still has all the accolades. Now, I think that it will put him, if he wins on Sunday, into the rare air with Mahomes. I think Mahomes is still, it's not I think, he has more accolades still, and those matter, as Shady always says. If the numbers are the same, which this year they essentially are, what hardware do I have more than you? Yeah. That's what what we measure it. But, but... It's going to put Burrow and Mahomes in a category above all of the rest of the young quarterbacks. And that, that's closed until further notice. Until you break through there, until Josh Allen gets to a Super Bowl, we can talk about talent. But, like, you go back-to-back Super Bowls, that's it. Like, I've, I've played in two Super Bowls in a row, and we all know I'm the engine that makes this go in Joe Burrow. So I don't think it's going to pass Mahomes because Mahomes still has the ring. I mean, if Burrow wins a ring, we're not getting to that conversation yet, but just for the sake of just, pass, just winning on Sunday, I think it puts the two of them at the top of the league. I'm a little confused. The reason I'm confused is for what Shady always argues. If winning and getting to a Super Bowl matters, is, is Mahomes having the hardware undermine it? Because what, why I'm confused is, Shady's like, hey, if you go to a Super Bowl and you don't win, what that mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's yeah, just another yeah. game that you lost. Right. So does it count or does it not count? Like, no, break that I think down. it matters when, it's, when, when he's compared to 
all of y'all who ain't playing in the Super Bowl. That's the difference. If it's all of y'all and me, and I've played in two Super Bowls, and y'all have not played in any Super Bowls, then yeah, I'm up here. But Mahomes has won a Super Bowl and played in another Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl MVP and two league MVPs. So, yeah, to, the, to, to all of y'all, <laughs> the playing in those Super Bowls matter, but not to Mahomes because Mahomes won it. That's the difference. I really appreciate this news cycle because somehow Patrick Mahomes is now an underrated player. <laughs> like, that's what we're doing here. Like, we're, we're so bored with how this guy owns the sport that yeah. we're looking for reasons to knock him down a peg or two. I get, and that makes sense. I mean, when you're on top long enough. Literally, no, no. Joe Burrow will not pass Patrick Mahomes in any meaningful way if he wins this game other than to say football is a really complicated sport played between two teams of 50 and somebody's got to lose. Like, that's all it means to me. In addition to the five straight AFC championship games, like literally. That's a lot. The game's never been anywhere but Arrowhead since he started playing quarterback for the Chiefs. How does that, how does that trump who wins? Because like, if, take, that, take that somewhere else. I don't care where we okay. do business. How does that trump It is win? a level of dominance that we are not used to seeing even in an era where we watch Tom Brady play. Yeah. Just in terms of. This is who owns the AFC. This is where you got to go. We're always here. On top of that, he's already won a Super Bowl. On top of that, he's going to collect his MVP, his second MVP, which think about that, by the way. We, did, we, are, like, we know that trophy's going to him. NFL honors, Thursday before the Super Bowl. It's his. There's no, we're not like, oh, my God, is it him or Hurts? No, he's going to win it. We know that. Two MVPs. Then on top of that, the thing that's more boring and doesn't translate as well for TV, look at any metric you want, like the charts of efficiency, of expected plays added, of completion percentage, all that good stuff, the chart's always like this. Like, Mahomes' dot is way up here, and everybody else is over here. Like, even the second-best guy is he's like, oh, man, he's sort of close to Pat. The gap between Pat and number two is just as big as the gap between and Burrow, Allen, and everybody I, I, I else. I think the, the, the bigger stat is just like, like, we talk about MVPs, like, it's happening right now. It's not like an MVP here and then four years later. No, MVP this year, two, two, what, four years or three years later, another one. And then, in the last three years, he's been to Super Bowl twice, correct? Yes. Yeah. Come on. So, like, like he's doing it over and over again. So, what, he missed last year because of Joe Burrow. Yep. Joe Burrow played wonderful. But let's think about that for a second. Like, I'm, he's always in the conversation of either MVP Winning the AFC Championship game, going back to the Super Bowl. That's what he is. Like, we got to put more respect on Patrick Mahomes because it's getting real crazy. He's underrated at this point. Like, it's, it's crazy, crazy it's though. A, I don't know in what Two time. Oh, I forgot about the All Pros because that matter. It does. Joe Burrow, he doesn't know All Pros. No, sir. So that means, like, you never was the best quarterback playing right now. But let me. You might have moments because I've been there. The Cats, you, oh, he might have a good game or two, but he, he had a good moment, not a good year. Pat has great years. I'm the best quarterback of that year. Shady. and getting crazy. But Patrick, I'm going to hold you down. I don't know what he's going to do. I'm going to hold you down. Shady, you watch a lot of sports. Yes, I do. Uh, all, all the sports in the world. You watch a lot of Mostly them. football. Keep but it you football. watch a lot of them. Look, I know where we're going with this. In what sport, in what world, in what country, on what globe can I beat you over and over and over Four times and over, okay. assuming he wins. And you still try to ignorantly claim you're better than me. I know it would be crazy, Shady, if you and I went head to head in anything. Okay. If I beat you All right. four straight times, yeah. I don't care if it's chess. I don't care if it's words with friends. We, I don't care if it's connect four. I don't care if it's James. So we talking games? I don't care what it is. If I beat you four straight times, how can you claim you're better than me? You might be better than all of them. But you not better than me. I have stuff that you don't have. You might have a little win, right? You can win a little battle. I'm going to win the war. It's the other way around. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. So, yeah, like, okay, you about to win this game. I I'm winning all, all pros. I'm winning MVPs. And I'm winning championships. That's something you don't but have. But you're not yet. If, if, if I have something you don't have. You don't have an MVP. You sure. don't have an all pro. But what do you play You for? don't have a Super Bowl. Yeah, there we go. And you don't have a Super Bowl MVP. All that whole, whole, whole. That all matters. It does. Tom Brady ain't Tom Brady with all that accolades. It's a lot of Michael, hardware missing. Michael Jordan ain't the same He's without not, all the accolades and not. the chips. But here, here is what so many people, I think Kyle and Joy, your former co-host, used to say this I like Colin. What did he say? When Jordan came into the league, what was so incredible about Jordan is during his heyday, nobody else got chips. Now, he retired for that two-year period and the Houston Rockets got their two okay. chips. But when Jordan was in his run, from that 90 period to that 98-99 okay. period, 90-91 season, all that jazz, nobody else got chips. Right. 
when Patrick Mahomes, when, when Joe Burrow waltzed into the National Football League, he has kept Patrick Mahomes from getting a Super Bowl Time out. just last year. Time out. The, Jordan, did, you're right about that, but he was the one getting the chips. You can't win because I'm winning. Mm-hmm. So Joe has to stop Pat from winning, and he has to but win. But he did. He no, stopped no, no, it no, last no, year. No, 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 you're, like, no, no, giving no, no, him no, no, the no, Super Bowl no, no, retroactively. No, no, like, he didn't no. win that game. Like, yes, hold on. There's no slander to Joe Burrow either. But I they did not Joe. win the game. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes won the game and won the Super Bowl MVP, which means you were the best player in the game. And I'm still thankful. Won. <laughs> yes, Shade was there. Still thankful. That's the difference. It's a significant one. It's a difference between being called a Super Bowl champion and not. Right. Let's go back because it was 2019. No one. I know you like more victories. I know no, you know, no, 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 no. That's not what I like. But I'm saying, are we going to use a 2019 accolade? Because that's the accolade yes. that matters. Yes. 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 It's, oh. Yes. Wait. Tom uh, Brady's wait, wait, Super wait, wait, Bowls wait. from the early 2000s count the matter. Same. No, absolutely yeah. not. As the ones from but later. When we're saying who's better in 2023. And if, if Joe Burrow has beat Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes four times, about to win his he's going to win MVP. MVP. This is, I, no. just think, I think if I beat you <laughs> yeah. four straight times, Burrow, then I'm better Burrow than you. Burrow can feel that way. And I'm sure, the, I'm sure if they win, the Bengals will feel that way. And they should. But at I the end know. of the day, that doesn't change the fact that Patrick Mahomes is going to win his second MVP. Right? Patrick Mahomes is old or something. Like the, 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 like He's 27. I, I expect Burrow to feel that way. I, yeah. Burrow's I think Burrow's pretty smart. I don't think... I, I think he know. I got to go out there and beat him and you get a chance. You think Mahomes is better? I mean, listen, If I beat you I four know. straight, I don't know. I don't think I, Joe Shasty thinks anybody's <laughs> better than every, every, Everything that he wants, Pat has. Think about that for a second, though. All I'm saying is if somebody beats me four straight, Think about times, that for a second, though. I can't argue that but I'm every, But everything you want, That's everything really. I want, you have. I want a championship one day. <laughs> I don't have that. You do. I want an all-pro. I don't have that. You do. MVP, I don't have that. You do. Everything I want, you have. I'm angry about it. <laughs> That's the truth. So, I love Joe. Joe. Joe's swaggy. He gets busy on the field, on any surface, snow, rain, sleet, hell. I just think that right now, you can't touch Patty. He know it. Oh, we got to have this. You, I've been there. I've been there where I, I, I was but, all but AP's Pat bumper. I couldn't touch AP. But was Pat dope. can't beat Joe, though. Like, does that not matter? Like, Pat can't Talk be about these moral victories. I, I, I don't go with, like, this isn't a game of horse. I don't go with you on this whole thing of, like, it's two quarterbacks going against each other. Yeah. Like, this is a game it's of football. It's way more nuanced. There's game. way more nuanced than, like, oh, you can't beat me. This isn't, like, two, like, yeah, we're not playing a game of horse here. chips. No. All the, all the best quarterbacks we talk about, when I, I think chips. Joe is going to be in there, they got chips. They got chips. A couple of them. Rings and things. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up next, Stefan Diggs. Yo, he was frustrated after the game, but you have to see the tweets he put out yesterday. I mean, it was getting crazy. He was tweeting out his feelings, and we have to tell you how we feel about that next. Stefan Diggs going wild on Twitter. Frustration all around the Buffalo Bills after their 27-10 loss. Stephon Diggs, superstar receiver, he took to Twitter and had to get them emotions out. Y'all want me to be okay with losing? Nah. Hours later, minutes later, want me to be okay with a level of play when it's not up to our standards? Nah. A minute later, it's easy to criticize my reaction more than the result. Now, Stephon Diggs, we all recall, most notably incredibly frustrated when the Chiefs beat them two years ago to go to the Super Bowl in the AFC Championship game. Stephon Diggs obviously said we'll be back. They weren't. Last year, they lose again to the Kansas City Chiefs in a thriller. Most recently, they lose in the divisional round to the Cincinnati Bengals. Stephon Diggs, he clearly struggled in that game compared to what he wanted. Shady, you've played with a lot of great. Stephon Diggs is a great. Yeah. Y'all see him right there, incredibly frustrated. What do you make of this moment, him on social media, his reaction in general? He's just, fr- he just frustrated. Well, I don't have a problem with that. Um, you know, I know this. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, they love each other for sure. When he got there, they both were so happy to be with each other. And they've helped each other's careers out. So, I think he's just frustrated, and he's very um, passionate about the game. You know, he's very emotional. You talked about how when they lost to the Chiefs, he actually waited outside, right, while the confetti was dropping down, and he, and, he, and he felt that. He wanted to embrace that feeling. That's who he is. I mean, in, in the same way where he's out there scoring touchdowns, you know, celebrating and, 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 and hollering and yelling, that's who he is. And I don't have a problem with it. I just think that we blow everything up. We don't know what he was saying, mm-hmm. right? And then, and then the sources that I, I do know, they said that he was just basically saying, Hey, I'm open. They can't guard me. Trust what you see. I got you. Like, all that type of stuff, I can take that. And one thing about Josh Allen that people don't know, Josh is not a punk. (laughs) 
Josh ain't soft. If you disrespect Josh a certain way, he definitely would check you on it. And I think that the type of relationship that they do have is understandable. And if you watch the press conference, when Josh Allen talked about it, he just said that, hey, he wears his heart on his sleeve, and, and he's a very emotional, passionate guy. And I'll take that. we got to do a better job of getting him the ball. He ran out of the locker room before some coaches even got off the field into the I've locker room. I've been there. I've game. done that before. Go okay, ahead. when, when? When did you do that? Break that down for me. Uh, when, we, when we lost to the Eagles. When I was with the, the Bills, we came back. My first game back, I was balling, right? And we lost. I was pissed off. I, I, I messed up the whole locker room, and I left. Some people, they love the game so much. You put so much effort into it every week from the studying, you know, from, from rehab, getting there early, leaving late, being away from your family, your kids. So you put a lot into this game. And that's a good team. That's a good player. So I feel his frustration. Is that the best way to get it out, though? Like, you got everybody now looking at you and Josh Allen beefing. You got everybody thinking, Stephon Dix, you ain't even going to let Sean McDermott break out the team mm-hmm. one final time. Right. Jordan Poirier might not be there again, right. team captain. Edmonds might not be there again. Gabe Jackson, I believe, or other names that Dave Hellman had mentioned right. over back might not be there. Like, you're not even going to have one final hoorah you just going to dip? For who? Right? You saying that for who? For, for the people outside? For us? For the media? I, I don't, as a player, you don't care what the media thinks. I don't care about that. Josh Allen knows where his heart's, where his heart's at. He knows the type of player he is. I'm sure they probably text after the game. It, probably, it might take a day. You, we getting them battles, man. You losing, right? You trying your best, and then you lose, come up empty. It might take you a day or two. Coach McDermott, hey, I'm, my bad, coach. I had a moment. That's understandable. So stuff like that, man. I, I really don't. I don't. I don't care, care too much for because you love your brothers, and you in that huddle when you're going to war is us against them. And I'm sure Josh Allen and and and, and uh, Stephon Diggs, they talked about it. It's funny. It's easy to, especially the clip where uh, Stefan is standing in front of Josh, like, that's the one that makes you kind of go like, ooh, like, I don't know if this is a great look. But, like, to Shady's point, then I thought about it. Like, this, I mean, for starters, this is who Stefan Diggs is. Like, he has been a fiery guy as long as he's been on the NFL radar going all the way back to Minnesota. We know their relationship is amazing. Like, just from watching Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs from the time he got there, you know they're tight. I love the point you brought up. Like, I know Josh Allen's not a punk. At all. He's starting things with Christian Wilkins in the wild card round last week. He got in a fight at training camp because somebody hit him the wrong way on yeah, a QB he, he sneak. Might need to actually, like, maybe. Take it. <laughs> maybe take it a little bit easy, Josh. So, like, for starters, Josh Allen can handle it. Then I also thought about, like, people love it when Tom Brady does this stuff. Tom Brady will break tablets on the sideline and tell everybody, like, this isn't good enough. This is crap. We're getting our ass kicked. And it's awesome because Tom Brady did it. This is the same thing. The Cowboys went through it with Des Bryant. I always got to find a way to tie uh, the Cowboys (laughs) into it. Like, people used to say, like, is Des being productive? And, yeah, he was. It was the same type of stuff Shady said. Also, don't forget, in this same game, Stephon Diggs knocked over a videographer in the corner of the end zone. Got to help him up. He stayed and helped her up. Like, he was, like in the moment, he just missed the touchdown catch. In the moment, he stayed and was like, you good? Are we okay? Before he ran back to the huddle. So, yeah, he's a fiery guy. Maybe there's more mature ways that you can handle it, especially leaving early. I get that. But, like, I'm not going to kill him for that. It's the playoffs. Yeah, I don't have a problem with this. I'm not a yeller until I am. <laughs> and when you get to a point of frustration that I'm sure – Stephon Diggs is at, and the rest of the team were at, you can act like this. And why wouldn't you? I will never criticize a player for caring. He cares. That's what you want. He cares. I'll criticize a player for not caring, for taking selfies on the sideline. Yeah, smiling. Or They're losing. off yeah. when you're losing. But I'll never be mad at a player for caring. All he said in those tweets is, I care. I don't want to lose. I'm not okay with how this ended. Good. You shouldn't be because this is really disappointing for the Bills. And when we contextualize everything that happened with the Bills in this postseason, you barely beat a Miami team with their third-string quarterback. And they ain't Brock Purdy, third-string quarterback. He's Skylar Thompson, third-string quarterback. And then you got smoked at home while you were five-and-a-half-point favorites with the Bengals with three backup offensive linemen. You better be that mad. This was an opportunity for the Bills, and they couldn't get over the hump. He should be that frustrated. Yeah. And as particularly when you have a good relationship with someone, which obviously Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen have, you can communicate differently. You, when, some, when you know somebody and you know they're in a mood or you know something's going on with them, you don't take it personally. And quite frankly, maybe they should be taking it personally. Yeah. This was a very bad loss 
for the Bills. We can talk all about how great the Bengals were and give them credit, as we should, but this was a bad loss. This wasn't like a shootout and you lost, did everything you could, 13 seconds, Patrick Mahomes is just a moment of greatness. This was a bad loss for the Bills. So him being that frustrated means something, and I have no problem with somebody caring about losing. You put your whole life into this, your body. Like, when we say blood, sweat, and tears, it's really like your whole bones and you know everything that you go through just to be out there. So to have a loss like this and that that reaction to me is totally fine. I I would hope he would be that mad. Interesting. I will withhold my comment for a later date. (laughs) Coming up, one quarterback's a rookie, the other an MVP candidate. Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, the youngest quarterback matchup in NFC Championship game history. But how wide is the gap between the two? Is there one at all? Wait for the answer to this question next on Speed. Let's check in on our social life, having some fun. Brock Purdy headed to the first championship game in his rookie season. Take a look at the quarterbacks who have not been to one. Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, Derek Hardak, Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, and then there's Purdy. That's pretty darn good. I see what you did there. Fox, (laughs) NFL Network, Fox. Fox. Yeah, NFL Fox. I can't read. (laughs) Uh, Troy, what you make of that? It looks like facts to me. It looks cruel is what it looks. I mean, it looks honest. It's, it does. Look it's, like I mean, that. it is honest. It's just, I mean, it's not Brock Purdy's fault, but like some pretty good quarterbacks that have never pretty good. sniffed a championship game. And uh, I see two. I'm looking at. There's two. a league MVP on that list, unless I'm crazy. <laughs> and the most accomplished quarterback yeah, through three two. years. I see two. Who's the other one? Besides Lamar. Justin Herbert's a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, okay. Oh, you're he's still. About, I know. I'm just curious. Young. No, I didn't Justin expect still, him to say that. Young too now. I see. Like, all right, I'll, I'll go down. Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert all deserve to have been to at least one. I'm not even talking about a Super Bowl. What? Is that controversial? Why did that deserve to be there? Why do they deserve that? Just go out there and earn it. Did someone, did someone I mean, do something to intervene in that besides playing football to keep them from doing from Can't doing we just, like, appreciate good quarterback play? Like, no, I appreciate great quarterback play. Lamar I Jackson watch, was I a tolerate, unanimous I MVP. good. Yeah, I said there's two on there, Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert. I don't you know. I just I like to see people get I, wins. I don't want to. You better take up for me how you take up for Dak. <laughs> that had <laughs> nothing, listen, that had nothing to do with Dak. God. Y'all make listen. it about Dak. I want. I said Kirk Cousins for God's sake. Everyone in my life. Oh my God. To back me up that way. That's crazy. I didn't even bring Dak up for the record. (laughs) For the record, he didn't. Um, I got to bring this up because as I sat here and pondered intriguing storyline of this weekend, I realized the craziest, sane thing that I will say all day: the gap between Purdy and Hurts. It's not that wide. Bear with me, bear with me, bear with me before you change the channel. I'm not talking about the talent gap. Obviously, the talent gap is exponentially wide. One's a second-round pick, one's a seventh-round pick. That matters until it doesn't. Obviously, the talent gap is incredibly wide. One has 30-plus starts in their NFL career, another has seven. That matters. I'm talking about the performance gap. Y'all know of people who might be smarter than you, high school, middle school, college. But when y'all take the test, you score just as good as them. Y'all in middle school, high school sports, maybe collegiate sports, you know somebody who might be faster than you, but when y'all had to run your little timed races, you might actually beat them or run just as fast. So then does it actually matter if they're smarter than you or faster than you? Isn't what matters how you perform? I don't want to take anything away from Brock Purdy because of the talent around him. When I look at how Brock Purdy has performed this season, he's 7-0 and as a starter. In those starts, 16 touchdowns, three interceptions. When I look at Jalen Hurts' last seven games, he's 7-0. and In those games, 17 touchdowns, and I believe three interceptions. So when I think about Purdy and when I think about Hurts and I think about their performance, they both have significant help. One has Debo, Kittle, McCaffrey. One has Sanders, Brown, Smith. When I think about their coaches, one was in the running for coach of the year, Nick Sariani, and one everybody knows is always one of the coach of the years in Kyle Shanahan. The numbers, nearly identical. When I turn on the tape, the performance, nearly identical. And I'm talking about the performance over the last seven weeks. So, Joy, obviously I know that there's a talent gap. 
But how wide is the actual gap? Take it where you want between Hurts and Purdy. Why didn't they have the rushing yards up there? It's a good question. Mm. I don't build the fools. He never, he never <laughs> Why didn't they have the rushing yards up I don't there? Build for the That's a pretty big part of the equation, I feel like. I didn't, I didn't build Big it. part. Okay. Well, next time, let's use the rushing yards for Jalen Hurts also. I, I got I him. Rushing touchdown. I got him if you want him. You have Purdy's yeah. rushing yards as well? Yeah. I mean, he's got 37. <laughs> it's not a lot. <laughs> does, does Jalen have more? I mean, like 800 on the okay. season. Yeah. Ah, it's a lot. A little yeah. more. A little more. A few more. Look, you can't say Brock Purdy and not mention talent around him. You can't do that. You can't do that. Agreed. He's not playing with anyone else except for the talent around him. Why have you been talking about the 49ers all season long? Talent. Brock Purdy? Mm -mm. The talent. Okay, because Brock Purdy wasn't the quarterback all season long. True. And you've been talking about the 49ers all season long. So so we were going to talk about the talent around him. Now, again, I don't want to... I don't want to diminish what Brock Purdy has done because it is remarkable what Brock Purdy has done. He's played excellent. He's not playing like a rookie. He's certainly not playing like the last pick in the draft. He's playing amazing football. And maybe that's all it will take this weekend against the Eagles for them to go to the Super Bowl. But to say that there's not a massive gap between Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy, there is. Whatever whatever window you want to choose, even if you want to take from the point that Brock Purdy has has come and started being the starter. Jalen Hurts is playing at a higher level himself, himself. We watch these guys both play football. Jalen Hurts is a better player. So when you say you're not talking about the talent, you have to talk about the talent because we're talking about the quarterbacks and we're isolating them. If we start talking about the talent around them, then it's a different conversation. It's just two different conversations. Is it Brock Purdy or is it Jalen Hurts? Is it Brock Purdy and his and his his talent around him and the coaching around him and the system that he's in and, I don't know, Christian McCaffrey and the number one defense? Or is it Brock Purdy? I'm going to say it's the rest of the roster and Brock Purdy is playing well enough to, to elevate them my or only, to allow them to play at the level that they need to play at. My only pushback is that's what people did to Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is a is – a, we know what Jalen Hurts I mean, is. Year, we year, have three year. years of Jalen Hurts now. Jalen Hurts was an MVP candidate this year. We saw what the Eagles were without Jalen Hurts. We know what Jalen Hurts is. We know it. We know it. Now, there might still be some people out there who still want to compare him to Gardner Minshew, but the rest of us know what Jalen Hurts is. We don't know if this is just what Brock Purdy has around him. And that's not Brock Purdy's fault. There's just not a big enough sample. We like we Nick Foles was a product of what was around him. We know that because we saw the rest of Nick Foles' career. I know you don't like shading Nick Foles, but I'm I'm telling the truth. I know he had a nice year the year after. He didn't win a Super Bowl. And what has he done since? And I'm not saying that's going to be the same for Brock Purdy, but we don't have enough sample size to compare him to Jalen Hurts. I think that people have the ability to play great. And that is where Brock Purdy is. I don't think I can't yet say that Brock Purdy is great. I think Nick Foles had the ability to play great. I don't think the talent around Nick Foles was excessive, particularly not the Super Bowl year, 2013, when he had 27 yeah. touchdowns, two interceptions. You were on the team, mm-hmm. but it was Deshaun Jackson. It was Riley Cooper. It was, you know, it wasn't excessive. It was a rookie Zach Ertz. Mm-hmm. But Nick Foles had the ability to play great. Cut to Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy has the ability to play great. Yeah. And right now he's playing great. And so Brock Purdy, as he's playing right now, to me, is not that massively different between Jalen Hurts as he's playing right now. Hurts might be better. He might wake up tomorrow. He is better. Let's say he's better. He is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Okay. But I'm saying. He's it? Yeah, Hurts is better. Okay. No, nobody's. No, I said. I, 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 feel, I feel better. Feel better. <laughs> Go ahead. But I'm saying. Say, I, need to, at, I need you to say it. Yeah, like, as he's playing <laughs> right now, Dave, I don't necessarily see how you can say there's a super wide gap. That's, I'm, I know Joy wants to separate these things. And uh, Jalen Hurts is better. Jalen Hurts is better. He's better. He's better. He's better. That's the, Jalen Hurts is better. That's the question. But, I, but you can't separate. How separ- wide is the gap? How wide is the gap? You cannot, you cannot separate these quarterbacks from the casts that they have. And to be completely fair, Jalen Hurts leveled up into a much better quarterback when the cast around him became a hell of a lot better. It's funny how that works. As quarterbacks mostly do. It's almost as if quarterbacks need a lot of help, and it's okay. Some some need more help than others. Of course. Mm -hmm. Most quarterbacks need help. Yes. Back-to-back MVP Aaron Rodgers had a very forgettable season without a lot of help. He sure did. That is true. Mm -hmm. So you can't separate these guys from their cast. No, I don't think Brock Purdy is close to as experienced, accomplished, or talented 
as Jalen Hurts. But it hasn't mattered. I it hasn't mattered I'm, at all. And that's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm getting to. That he, beat, he beat a pro bowler in the wild card round badly, played well while he did it. He didn't play great against the Cowboys, no, but, he he, but he played well, though. He did. Yeah, he he played well. well. He didn't make the mistakes that Dak Prescott made. He made the he, throws he needed to he make. He made some clutch throws in that game. Whether go it's, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I just think that, like, the way he played, right, he played solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say same thing. Well, solid. Well and right? solid. Or and solid, like, average? Like, no, I think he's played above, above average. Okay, yeah. above average. Okay. My thing is this. You play against a team that doesn't turn the ball over. Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. right, who's the captain, he's the leader. And we have a really, really good defense. We're going to put points up also. Mm-hmm. So, if I look at the game that he had against the, the Cowboys, he kind of, he was just okay. Now you're bringing that same, that same show we watch on the road. It gets even harder. That's my only pushback. I get it. He's playing good for a rookie. He is. You bring that show on the road, man, it's going to be different. Let me ask you this. I, why did you have to you brought you out that Let win. me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Why did you have to add for a rookie? That, he that's the mistake. He's playing good, period. He's not playing good for a rookie. He's playing good. Well, I always add the rookie in there because it's hard to be a rookie, right? You have, we have one bad pass, one bad play, and then it breaks down. Got it. That's what rookies do. Understood. Understood. I think Understood. my, my thing – Also, sorry. No, go ahead. I do think we are grading him on a bit of a curve because he is a rookie. A little bit. But not big. Just because it's surprised. But 7-0 and is 7-0. and If he played that performance about against say that. the Cowboys yeah. and he was not a rookie, he was we a, would not be talking about the way. that. I, if Dak Prescott didn't turn the ball over, they lose that game. Absolutely. And we're not talking sure, about the Niners. But today. if it's in butts, if Tyler Huntley doesn't fumble, the oh Bengals God, lose that game too. Am I wrong? Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I like hearing that. Coming up, <laughs> the Cowboys year is over, but we're not done talking about Dallas. That's of course. Shady must have wrote this segment. Uh, coming up, was the Cowboys season a disappointment? That's next. Beat. You are now entering the No Bull Zone, sponsored by Credible. Great rates with none of the bull. Well, the Cowboys, they've now failed to reach the NFC Championship game for the 27th straight season after their loss to the 49ers. Now, Dak threw two interceptions, and those turnovers he called ridiculous. After the game, Jerry Jones, owner and general manager, said, quote, we came up short, we are sick, close quote. Dave, you're never sick. You know these Cowboys very well. But let's really think now that the season is over, a lot of opinions about this particular question. Was their season a disappointment? Yes, the Cowboys season was absolutely a disappointment. And the funny thing is it's a hell of their own making. If this was any other franchise, this wouldn't be a disappointing season at all. If the Jacksonville Jaguars did this, let's say, put this in a vacuum. Take the star off of the conversation. Go to the wild card round with 12 wins, you lose. You come back, you win 12 games again, you win a playoff game, you lose to one of the best three or four teams in the league. There are not very many teams who would be disappointed by that. But the Cowboys should be because they're the Cowboys, because they insist on being the most talked about, visible, controversial, polarizing team in the NFL. Every conversation has to be about them, even when it doesn't need to be. This is what you invite on yourself. And it's been now 27 seasons since they've been to an NFC championship game, let alone a Super Bowl. They're keeping company with Washington and Detroit, only teams in the NFC that haven't been to the NFC championship game multiple times. Instagram, I saw an Instagram meme. I posted it. Jalen Hurts wasn't alive the last time the Cowboys made the NFC Championship game. Now he's starting in one. Cowboys should be embarrassed by that until they fix it. So if this was any other team, like, honestly, it's, it's, this is a good stretch. This is a nice stretch. 12 wins. It's something to build on. They won a playoff game. But the Cowboys don't get that benefit of the doubt. And that's honestly why it's going to be so hard for them to fix this is because this type of shadow is going to follow them wherever they go, where a 12-win season and a playoff win is a disappointment. But, yes, it is. Jalen Hurts was born, learned how to play football, Mm -hmm. got recruited to go to college, went to Oklahoma, went to Alabama first. Don't forget Bama. (laughs) Went to Alabama first. Transferred in there, too. Bama first, went to Oklahoma, got drafted to the Eagles, backed up Carson Wentz, took over the starting job, had two head coaches, and went to an NFC Championship game before Dak Prescott went to an NFC Championship wow. game. I don't think – You could just throw – you could just say Cowboys. You, you, you got to say Cowboys. You got to say Cowboys. You don't know from birth, you do got to say Cowboys. Dak ain't been playing for the yeah. Cowboys since 1996. <laughs> since the Dallas Cowboys last went to an NFC Championship game. The reason I said Dak is for this reason, it was a Freudian slip. I don't think the season was a disappointment for the Cowboys. You I read my notes. Oh. 
I think it was a disappointment for Dak. Yep. And I'll throw you the oop on it, Shady. I'll just say a couple more sentences. I think it was a disappointment for Dak because Cowboys did their job. Defense was still top flight, number one in turnovers. Defense did their job. They weathered the storm of losing a cornerback than losing a nickelback. Offense did their job. Starting left tackle, Tyler Smith was playing guard, playing left tackle. Great flirted point. a little bit with the right tackle. They acquired Jason Peters, a 40-year-old lineman, and he had to start a couple games. They lost Tyron Smith, then he came back. Cooper Rush went 4-1. and one. Tony Pollard, best season of his career. CeeDee Lamb, best season of his career offensive line did well enough you can't be disappointed only one person can really be disappointed only one person played below the standard that we expect him to play at not just in the playoffs but during the course of the regular season and no fault of his own but that same person got hurt so I don't think the Cowboys were disappointing I think Dak I want you everything you said in my notes not the not the Cowboys no but Dak Prescott was very disappointed I mean I could plug any quarterback in there he could do better than that Jared Goff yeah Tua O.A. Rod. Yeah. Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. I'm just being serious. So, like, when we look at this team, like, they played well. A team that's been averaging 30 points, holding them to 19, and only reason they got points is because you, got, you had turnovers on the offense. I can't say it was a disappointing year for the Cowboys. Even with the injuries they got, they still got there, and they did their thing in the game against the Niners. So, if I look at everything with this team, who's far it really is, it's that Prescott. You can't win with that guy. Especially the big games. Lights yeah. come on to get bright. He just start throwing picks. Oh, oh, oh. It was crazy. Like, some of them reads. What, what was some of them reads? It was crazy. Come on. So, and then, like, the offensive line. I had a lot of questions about the offensive line. But, man, guys are getting banged up. They go out there and get a 40-year-old lineman, Jason Peters. And they actually did pretty good. Oh, man. Some injuries in the secondary. They actually did pretty good. The only position that let them down is what position? Back let ding, them. ding, ding, ding. Back let them down. There you go. Yes, it's cool that to ignore the rest of everything that happened, but that's cool. <laughs> Look, just depends on what your expectations are. No. I mean, if you had my expectations for the Cowboys, then no. Because no. uh, this is not a surprise. This is not a reveal that this is how the season ended. Actually, I'm uh, kind of overachieved because I didn't even expect them to win one game. I didn't expect them to get to the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a disappointment. Of course it's a disappointment. Winning one game in the postseason is a Big deal for Jacksonville. That is a huge step for Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. They should hang their heads high, feel good about how it went, forget who you lost to. That is a huge building block for that organization. The Giants. How can you be be upset? Overachieved, played a great first game. Playoffs. Made it to the playoffs. They don't even have you anywhere near the playoffs this year. Unbelievable season for both those teams. For Dallas? who I had to hear all year long how we were hating on and talking bad about and yippity yippity yip. No, you don't even make it to the NFC Championship game. It's unacceptable. And the worst part of it is how that game went. That was a winnable game against a great Niners team. Winnable, winnable game. If they had gotten blown out, bludgeoned, maybe I could be swayed to like, all right, look, they, maybe they just they didn't have enough. They had enough. They gave that game away. They could have won that game and be playing in the NFC Championship game. Of all the, seas- of all the disappointing ways that Dallas Cowboys seasons have ended, this might be the worst. Because you really look at how that game went, you could have won that game with competent play. Defense did everything they could. You had, you had Tony Pollard for the first half. I know it's an excuse. I know it's a reason. Teams have overcome it before. The Rams won the Super Bowl, losing Odell at the half. Still managed to put it all together. Sure. It's really disappointing. It's fascinating. Shady, the last meeting you have of every season is a meeting with your position coach. Exit meetings. Exit meeting. It's the very last one is with your position coach. And we'll go to break as I look at this. Donovan Wilson, Leighton Vander Esch, Jaron Curse, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Diggs, Hooker, Bland, Carr, all of them will go to their exit meetings, leaving those saying, yo, y'all did a good job. But Dak Prescott, since they playing the music on me, I don't think What's that he's going to wrap it up music now? wrap it up music? Come up next. Uh, we got to take care of some family business. That's next. That is outrageous. Who proved that? We're that bad? Limping to the finish line of our speak standing. Remember, we voted on every single game thus far this season. Let's have the grand reveal where it's at. 
Just, just hanging out. Just hang. Look, hang I out. am limping to the finish line. How many games are we picking left? Three. Three, three, three more games. Three more games. I did go four and zero this week. But you I did, know. Jordan. Let me ask. Where are you betting? Behind. Where are you betting? Three games left. Dave has to like. Where are you at? Nah, I'm a. I'm a, I'm a do what's right. I'm just gonna come in last. But no, where are you going in the top? Oh, I'm gonna come in first. Yeah. Shady wins. I'm gonna come in first. Yeah. 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 Oh, wait, okay.